I would just like to uh, pray before I start, please. Heavenly Father, I do need the help of your Holy Spirit this morning. I pray that you'd help me to speak as clearly as possible. And I'd like to pray that you'd have something to say to each and every person here this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It is always a privilege to be asked to speak. Uh, so I thank those who made the decision to invite me this morning. And uh, most of you will know who I am. My name is Ian. Uh, and most of you will know that I lead a very small charity called Bringing Good News. And I go to different parts of the world. And um, I was thinking back to a time when I was in a place called Uman in Ukraine. And I was leading a group of Americans and we were going to a women's prison. And uh, the speaker was a guy called Derek Thomas. And I'll never forget Derek Thomas. He started in the most amazing way. It was a really powerful start. And he said to the lady, he said, look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. And a third time he said, look me in the eye. I've got something really important to tell you. However, it did go slightly downhill at one stage. Now remember, this is a ladies' prison. And he said to the ladies, he said, when you are in the shower, Jesus is with you. <laughs> and you should have seen the look of astonishment <laughs> on the translator's face. So I hope today it will not go downhill. The great thing about being asked to speak uh, in August is that we're allowed to choose our own subjects. And I have been wanting to speak on what does it mean to walk in the Holy Spirit. However, four weeks ago, uh, uh, Phil Crozier actually spoke on that subject, and he spoke very well, and I would encourage you to listen to what he said. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do? Having thought about it, actually there was nothing else I really wanted to speak on. So I'm afraid you're getting a second dose of walking in the Spirit. But the question I really have, and I want to get to towards the end, is, okay, the Bible tells us to walk in the Spirit. What does that actually mean, to walk in the Spirit? And more important, how can I walk in the Spirit? That is what has been on my mind. How can I walk in the Spirit. And I hope that through this morning, it will just cause each one of us to reflect on how can I walk in the Spirit. Well, we're going to look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. And in the church Bibles, it's on page 1172. However, I need to say that I'm actually going to be reading from the ESV, which is a Bible I'm starting to enjoy because it's got a phrase that I actually uh, want to use. Um, but it's fairly close to the NIV. But the NIV talks about living in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, whereas the ESV talks about walking in the Spirit. I like the idea of walking because it's got the idea of movement. It's not static. You're going somewhere. You're going somewhere with the Holy Spirit. So, ESV, starting at verse 16, says this, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 
For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, and you've got all the list there, but picking it up again, but in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there are no laws. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So in these few verses, it says we are to walk by the Spirit, we are to be lived by the Spirit, we are to be led by the Spirit, we are to be in step with the Spirit. But we see very clearly that there is this conflict. There is the old nature which is still within us, and there is the new nature of the Holy Spirit. So if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have the old nature, which the ESV calls the flesh, sometimes it's called the old man, and you have the new nature of the Holy Spirit. And in Romans chapter 5, we learn this. It says that if you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are justified, which basically means you're pardoned. The slate is white clean. It tells you that through faith you have peace with God, you have access into his grace, you have the certain hope of living in glory. And it says, and God's love is poured into your hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so it's God's love poured into your hearts that starts to change you. And before you didn't have a lot of interest in God, but now you have an interest in God and you start to love God. For some, it's very instant. There's a great change, just like that. But for others, it's a gentle growing into. But a change takes place because God's spirit is now within you. So you have these two natures and they are in conflict. I don't have time to look at all the Bible verses, but it's worth looking at what Jesus had to say about the Holy Spirit. You just need to read John chapter 14, 15, and 16. And the thing that he said most often about the Holy Spirit is that he would be a helper or a counselor. So Jesus said, someone is going to come who's going to be like me, and he's going to be your helper. He's going to be your counselor. He's going to be your advisor. He also said that he was to be the spirit of truth. And he was going to lead you into truth. So he's going to be your helper. And he's going to help you to know the truth. And he's going to help you to lead into truth. And he will testify about me, Jesus said. His focus will be on me. We need the Holy Spirit if we're to really know Jesus. He will focus on me. And then he said, uh, he will convict of sin, he will convict of righteousness, and he will convict of judgment. But most importantly, he is to be a helper. We need the help 
of the Holy Spirit. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 5, it says, In the flesh, in the old person, you cannot please God. It is only with the help of the Holy Spirit can we really please God. So he is so important to us. We need his help. But there is these two natures within us. There is the old nature, the old man, who is pulling us in one direction, and there is the new nature pulling us in the other. But without the Holy Spirit, we cannot live a life pleasing to God. We cannot even really understand and know the Bible without the help of the Holy Spirit. But this old nature within us isn't really that interested in God. It wants to live a life without God. But the new nature wants us to know God, wants us to love God, and wants us to live with God. The old nature is not interested in really pleasing God, living a life to please God. And that's still within us. But the new nature is there, and the new nature, the nature of the Spirit, wants us to love God, wants us to desire Jesus, wants us to follow him and to love him. And so for all of us, all of us have this conflict within us. These are the two natures within us. I thought about giving an illustration. I don't know if this would work, but anyway, here we are. We're facing a situation, could be any sort of situation, and the Holy Spirit is going, duh, 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 warning, warning, don't do that, amber light flashing, amber light flashing, don't do that, don't do that. But the old nature is saying, does it matter? Nobody else will know. Everybody else does it. God will forgive. The Holy Spirit breathes in us. I really want to know Christ. I really want to know his word. I really want to follow Christ. I want to be dedicated to Christ. I want Christ to fill my life. And the old nature is saying, I'm tired. I don't think I'll read the Bible today. Oh, I don't think I'll go to that prayer meeting. I'm not a very good prayer. I'm busy. You know, I'll let other people pray. Oh, there's a really good program on the television tonight. I don't think I'll read that book on holiness that's been on the shelf for three or six months. And the Holy Spirit breathes in you. I really want to worship God. I really want to honor God with my life. I want to give everything to God. I want to express my gratitude to God. Oh, God, I love you. I thank you so much for all you give me. And the old nature says, I don't think I'll go to church on Sunday. It's boring. (laughs) Oh, no. It's not Ian Thompson leading this morning. It's not Ian Thompson. I am definitely not going this morning. However it works out for each one of you. There is this conflict within us. And we have to work out how do we walk in the Spirit. And that's what I've been thinking about. How can I walk in the Spirit? The problem is that when you read the Bible, (laughs) there is no clear statement 
This is how you walk in the Spirit. It would be really nice if you could read in Galatians chapter whatever, this is how to walk in the Spirit. But it doesn't tell you. And I've been thinking about that because it is not a program. It's not a list of rules. This is how you walk in the Spirit. It's about a personal relationship. It's about you personally in a relationship with God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the way I will walk in the Spirit may be different to the way somebody else will walk in the Spirit. Yes, there will be a common theme and there will be common ground. But I think each one of us has to personally work out how do I walk in the Spirit. And if you take one thing away from you today, it would be this. I'd like to stimulate you to think about this. How can I really walk in the Spirit? What does it mean for me to walk in the Spirit? I can give you some tips, and the first one will be no surprise. It is, I think, in prayer. And that's no surprise. But I don't mean praying for the world. I don't mean actually praying for people in need. I mean praying personally. Now, I'm not very good with slides, but can we have the first slide? See if it works, please. Ah, good. I can even read that. Acknowledge that I need the help of the Holy Spirit. I think that is one of the most important things that we can do in prayer. Oh, Father, I am a weak person person. I need your Holy Spirit. I need your love in my heart. I need your Holy Spirit to fill my mind that I will think more about Jesus, that I will understand the Word of God, that I will live the Word of God. Oh, Father, wherever I make decisions, I ask that your Holy Spirit will please lead me and guide me. Father, I want to walk in the Spirit. Please will you teach me what it means for me to walk in the Spirit. Now all of us will pray differently, but I would encourage you that I think one of the most important lessons I could say this morning is the battle between the flesh and the Spirit is one in prayer. And it's really praying to God the Father I need the help of your Holy Spirit. It's acknowledging that we are weak and that we cannot live the Christian life without the hope of the Holy Spirit. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, I think it's... Yes, please, next slide. It's about walking in the Spirit is actually a walk of faith. Walking in the Spirit is a walk of faith. Romans chapter 8 Verse 8 says, In the flesh you cannot please God. Without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, you cannot please God. And you look at uh, Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says uh, that without faith, we cannot please God. So it says, Without the Spirit, you cannot please God. Without faith, 
you cannot please God. So I see those two being very close. If we're walking in the Spirit, we need to be walking in faith. Now, what does that mean? You can have a whole sermon or a whole series on walking in faith. But very simply, I see it like this. There has to come the time when you accept this book is the Word of God. We may not understand everything in it. There may be some things that we do not understand. There may be things that we think are in conflict. But we need to come to the place where we accept that this book is the Word of God. And we're prepared to read it, study it, and live by it. It is a walk of faith. And sometimes we do not experience what we see in the Bible. But faith says, I will accept the word of God. I'll accept the promises of God. I'll accept that God is good, even though I'm not personally experiencing that at the moment. Faith is believing in the goodness of God. Faith is believing all the promises and instructions in this book. And I would just also want to say this about faith, that in that same uh, verse where it talks about when you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have all these blessings, you're justified, you're pardoned, you have peace with God, you have access into his grace, you have the certain hope of glory, you have his love put into your heart by the Holy Spirit, it says, and you will suffer. You will have difficulties, you will have suffering. And that is part of the Christian life. So faith is trusting in the goodness of God, even if that is not what you're experiencing. I'd like to tell you about Linda. Linda is a friend that I know. I've known her for many years. And Linda was converted at quite a young age. She was quite a young child when she believed in Jesus. And... She had a father who was an alcoholic and readily got drunk, and when he got drunk, he got very angry. And sometimes he beat up his wife, and sometimes he beat up Linda. But still, she believed in Jesus. Uh, When she was going to get married, uh, it was, I think, it might have been one or two days before she got married, her father got really angry and beat her again. So when she actually got married, she was covered in the bruises from the beating from her father. But still, she believed in Jesus. Moving on, she had a good husband, but she was out in the hot sun working, uh, and it was tremendously hot, and she had sunstroke, and she collapsed. And her husband came home and uh, picked her up, Uh, washed her down, brought her around, and still she believed in Jesus, even though she still suffers from those strokes today and collapses every so often, she still believes in Jesus. She wanted to tell children about Jesus, so she and the whole family started a puppet ministry, traveling the world, telling people about Jesus. And her husband had a car accident and he was burnt to death in the car accident. And still she believed in Jesus. She suffers from myalgia, which is an incredibly 
incredibly painful thing of your joints. And if you see her, she walks with a stick. She's an old lady with silver hair. But I want to tell you, that lady has told thousands and thousands and thousands of children about Jesus. I don't know anybody else who has told so many people about Jesus. And she has suffered, but she walks in faith. If we are to walk in the Spirit, we are to be a people who walk in faith. The next point I'd like to make about walking in the Spirit is is about setting our mind. I will set my mind to walk in the Spirit. And I would just like to read what it says in Romans chapter 8, I think it's verse 5, if I can read it. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. It's about setting your mind. It's about being determined. This is what I want. I want to learn what it means to walk in the Spirit. Whether that means listening to sermons, whether it means reading the Bible, whether it means reading books, whether it means prayer and reflection or listening to DVDs or listening to CDs. I am determined, I am focused, I am setting my mind to learn what it means for me to walk in the Spirit. I have four children. My youngest daughter, Susanna, when she was about 16, I wasn't sure what she was going to do. And she didn't know what she wanted to do with her life. And David, her brother, had a five-minute conversation with her and said to Susanna, Susanna, you need to have a plan. You need to decide what you want to do. And Susanna was not particularly academic. She said, I don't want to go to university. And, and David said to her, he said, uh, but there are practical courses you can do at university. He said, what about becoming a paramedic and go to university and do a pra- Paramedic, she said. Paramedic. Yes, I like the idea of being a paramedic. And she set her mind from that day on to become a paramedic. And she became a paramedic. It's about setting your mind. You know what it says about Jesus? Well, even when he knew he was going to the cross, he knew what was before him. Luke chapter 9, verse 51, it says this. He set his face. He set his face to go to Jerusalem. You could say he set his mind. He determined that was what he was going to do. How determined are we to really seek what it means for me to walk in the Spirit? And the last thing, you'll be pleased I'm almost there, the last thing I want to say is to sing lustily and with courage. Sing lustily and with courage. You know what it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Do not get drunk on wine. Instead, speak, it said, instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak to one another with 
psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, sing and make music on your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father. Can you see the connection? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The person who is filled with the Holy Spirit will sing songs to God and will give him thanks. Or you could say, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to sing songs of praise and thanks and adoration. But whichever way it is... Whoops, oh gosh, I must be getting excited. Is it still on? (laughs) Can you still hear me? Oh, good. Sorry, got a bit tangled up there. (laughs) Obviously, I get excited by this stage. But I am saying that if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit... Sing songs of appreciation. And you know, and where I got this from is, you know what John Wesley told his congregations? He said, sing lustily and with courage. Do not sing as if you are half dead or half asleep, but sing with strength. And I like that. Sing lustily and with courage. Do not sing as if you are half dead or half asleep but sing with courage. Now, I'm going to embarrass her, but when uh, Phil was speaking on the Holy Spirit, the person who was leading that day was Margaret White. And Margaret sang a solo that day, and I don't know how many of you were there, but I was there, and she sang this song with great passion and great emotion. And she sung it with clarity, and she sung it with strength. And, you know, you, you, you were lifted by her because you, you knew that she meant what she was singing. And I never asked her afterwards, but I'm sure that afterwards she was aglow with the Holy Spirit. And I would just like to say this. Sometimes our singing, uh, we can mumble. You know, uh, my wife thinks I need a hearing aid, but actually, I think she mumbles. Sorry, dear. (laughs) I I could be in trouble, but I think she mumbles, you know. And I I just want to say, don't mumble, you know. Sing, you know. It's not a case of la, 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 I wonder what we've got for lunch. La, 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 what am I going to do this week? La, 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 oh, I must remember to go la, 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 la. When we sing, and we're going to sing in a moment, but I just want to say, sing lustily and with courage. Sing with strength. Sing is meant to engage our minds and our hearts. We're not just singing into space. It's meant to engage our minds and our hearts. What I've tried to say today is, if if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, God's Holy Spirit has come into your life, And he brings the love of God into your life. And he brings his help into your life. But you still have the old nature. The old nature is that nature that does not want to live for God, does not want to please God. And there's this conflict. How are we to live in the Spirit? I think one of the most important things is to acknowledge, I need the help of the Holy Spirit. And it is a walk of faith. If I'm to walk in the Holy Spirit, I will walk by faith. I will believe the promises of God, even if I'm not experiencing them. I will believe the promises of God. 
and I will set my mind to seek God to find out how can I personally walk in the Spirit. And I will sing lustily and with courage. Now, I've asked Margaret. She's going to come up. I've got a couple of older, older hymns. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew. Can't remember how it goes on after that. Breathe on me. That I, if we could have it up, it might be helpful. But what I'm trying to say is please engage with what you're singing. And please sing up. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew. That I may love what thou dost love. And do what thou wouldst do. Sing up. Please stand up and let's sing. Thank you.